All right, and we're live coming from Randall's basement here with the Blast from the Past cast. I'm Randall. I'm Rob, and this is episode 13 of the Blast from the Past cast. Another great episode. This is a really great topic. We're doing another show for you. Don't want to don't spoil it, though, but... Well, we're going to have to tell them eventually because it's the topic of the show, man. One of our all-time favorite shows, I'd say. For me, I mean, it's definitely top 10 easy. Easy, easy top 10, maybe five. Yeah. It's really that freaking good, guys. All yeah. right. So why don't we just hop into it? Tonight's Without topic is going to be Malcolm, Malcolm in, in the, the middle. middle. Yes, no. So yeah, wanted to kick this off too a little bit with the show. Um, Malcolm in the Middle. I mean, this this really came out like right January 9th. Well, so right at the turn of the century is when this show really kicked off, airing on its original network, Fox. Yeah, I believe they, I believe they brought it in kind of midway through the TV season because there was like only like maybe ten episodes in the first season. We'll we'll double check and fact check that. And then they picked it back up in late 2000 with the second season with a full slate of 20 plus episodes. Yeah, they had actually, actually, they had 16 episodes oh, okay. in season one. 16 then, wow, okay. Yeah. But I know they brought it in kind of midway through the season, though. Wow, and the U.S. Yeah. viewers for the pilot 22.35 million viewers. Jeez. Wow, that's that's isn't, actually pretty, pretty hot, man. Isn't it crazy how many more view like, views shows got back then because there was so many so fewer options really compared to now when you got all these streaming services and whatnot randall absolutely man no nothing really cracks 20 plus million geez for a pilot episode man yeah that's that's wild Mm -hmm. i mean i think the advertising was really good i i can remember as a kid like seeing the commercials for it and being like fuck yeah i'm gonna watch that like you just you just got the sense that it was gonna be like a, a show. Like I don't know if it was just its uniqueness or what, but yeah, I I was drawn in. I mean, I I kind of like when it was on the air was kind of like came and came and went whenever I could catch it on Sundays. It had a good time slot. I think it followed The Simpsons, if I'm not mistaken, seven thirty on Sundays. I think you're in, right. In its original run, which uh. Definitely the Fox lineup back then. There's no contest. It's such shit Red. these days. Oh, co- <laughs> comparatively, dude. You know, I think didn't they have my name as Earl on Fox too? I'm pretty sure. That feels like that was on NBC to me. Oh, man. you might be right, yeah. dude. I might be way off on that. You're off base <laughs> a little bit there, man. <laughs> I could have sworn that was on Fox though, dude. I'm pretty sure. Let me uh, let me like wiki that real Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. All right. All right. And the truth is, all right. It was produced by Fox Television. Okay, and it but it did air on NBC mm-hmm. from 2005 to 2009. Yep. Case closed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
But uh, let's get into uh, our topics here. We kind of gave you an intro to the show. It had a really long run, too. It went seven seasons. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, that's, that's no small feat there. Yeah, as we've said in pre- previous casts, four to five is considered a success for a show to make it that far for, like, a run. Definitely. But uh, I'm going to go into my first topic here. We actually have eight topics tonight here. My first topic is going to be on the unique style of the show. Um, I have my note here, the first one. So funny, it doesn't even need a laugh track and, oh. do- and does not have one. Doesn't need it at all, no. man. I mean, the writing is so good. So we'll, clever. We'll get back to that. Yeah, you know, That's more, kind of my second topic, but yeah. More on that later. I mean, all of the characters are so unique. They have their own personalities and own like nuances. Oh, yeah. yeah. It never, it's a show that really never takes itself too seriously, I feel, Randall. Right. Yeah, like... Even Home Improvement has those like serious ones where like Randy might have cancer. Oh, you it, won't it, find anything like that. It in never Malcolm. went no. fucking there. No, dude. <laughs> no, you won't find any very special episodes. If anything, this one. they made fun of that kind of pretense. I like, would say so. There, it was almost tongue in cheek too. You know what I mean? Like and the and the comedy, I must say, was just so good. It was so subtle. Like sometimes how they would throw in. They stuff. weave it in perfectly. Like, it's just, like, so subtle that, like, you just, like, you see it, and then you just, like, realize that was, like, some of the funniest shit I've ever fucking seen. It's, <laughs> like, it, it, like, I know, and, like, the little one-liners <laughs> yes, and stuff they have. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Actually, before we get into uh, our next thing here, yeah, there's just so much smart humor Actually, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to save that because we got that more for another topic here. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about it. It's, it's almost hard to describe how, like, the style of the show is. It's, like, almost unlike any other show, really, I've seen. I want to go for, like, yeah. a side topic here and just, like, for mm-hmm. the for the audience here because we, we, we didn't really mull over it. But I want to just talk about the premise of the show. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, I, let's I think, do that. I think, like, it'll give everybody a little, little more background here. So. Mm-hmm. So here's what, straight off of Wikipedia, the series revolves around an 11-year-old boy named Malcolm, mm-hmm. played by played by Frankie Muniz, who's revealed in the first episode to be a genius with an IQ of 165, which places him in a class for gifted students known as the Krell, Krellborns? The Krellboins. Krellboins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Originally <laughs> taught by Caroline Miller, and he is the third... Let's see here. Did I miss something? Oh, yeah. Originally taught by Car- Caroline Miller, he is the third-born child in a com- com- comically dysfunctional family of four, <laughs> later five boys. Yeah, it's a lower-middle-class family, and it kind of just follows every character and their misadventures throughout life, really. Yeah, I'd say they're yeah. they're they're like struggling to kind of make ends meet. Oh, know? there's so many ones where they're just dirt poor, Randall. <laughs> yeah. There's one actually. Well, we just finished our Thanksgiving. Me- <laughs> Let me do that again. Our Thanksgiving <laughs> feast of hot dog buns and oatmeal. <laughs> Like Malcolm's, <laughs> Malcolm's crack one time, man. That was so funny. 
I mean, it comes up multiple times too. How like they'll they'll have a little love interest, you know? Oh yeah. And they're embarrassed to bring them home to meet the family. Like it happens like more than once, like throughout the show. Which is good. Oh, because Lois is like such a domineering triple A personality, man. You <laughs> oh, say, yeah, dude? Dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> like and she she <clears throat> was the perfect casting for like that's the other thing. The casting for it was so good. Like you couldn't even come up with better people to play those roles. Yeah, her acting too. You just really buy oh, like amazing. I mean, I can't, can't Everybody acted off their ass, dude. All those characters. I know. Man. You just get lost in Dewey, it. Dewey, like, uh, dude, crushes it, man. Reese. There's a little term for that, Randall. It's called the magic middle when the audience kind of loses themselves and realizes it's it's um right. It's yeah. They they lose track. It's not just uh. Yeah, the acting's so good that you lose yourself in it. That's basically all. Oh, it dude! Is. Yeah. I mean, really, like, dude, Lois played <clears> by <throat> Jane Kismerick, and then Hal played by, like, basically like superstar Brian Cranston. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this is before Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, well, I mean, like, well before going from Breaking Bad, uh, like going from Malcolm in the Middle to Breaking Bad, and just crushing both is just like. Oh you, yeah, you two very you, different roles. Yeah, unbelievable like, yeah. actor. Uh huh. Like, oh, we got a really quick add in Dr. Tim Watley from Seinfeld as well. Randall, yeah. Dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Gotta gotta throw that in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> as of the first season, their oldest child, fifteen-year-old Francis, has been sent away to military school, while his brothers, twelve-year-old Reese, Malcolm, and six-year-old Dewey, remain at home with their parents. And then when Francis is away, Malcolm becomes the middle child in the family. And that kind of gives you a brief synopsis of the show. Right. So, yeah, and that kind of just just wraps it up, I'd say, for kind of a brief synopsis. I mean, it's just full of family hijinks and just all these crazy situations that are just, like, flat-out dead funny, man. Like, it's like... Got the situational humor of like you know like kind of like Seinfeld you know, just the characters by themselves are freaking hilarious. Like I mean, they make anything funny, man. Like they really do. Just going to a store, like the funniest shit you've ever just seen. Just the shenanigans, <laughs> yeah. There's so many examples, really. You know, I love it. <laughs> yeah, and that actually kind of goes into your next topic, Randall. You kind of already touched on it, but let's go to topic. Two. Yeah, we've kind of yeah. already like. I mean, it's hard kinda, not to talk about. They kind of go in, yeah, together. It's yeah. hard not to talk about, but I just want to talk about the crisp writing of the show mm-hmm. and just the the writers. I mean, they they fucking killed it, dude. Like, I can't even begin begin to talk about like how they they literally like will weave in like subtle jokes. All the time. Like, just one after another, just boom, boom, boom. Funny, funny, funny. It's kind of also interesting, I must add, too, on how the they, the storylines kind of change a little bit as the kids grow older. Oh, I yeah. Feel. Yeah. They do it so well. And I it's, mean, like, like, so, yeah, well done, you know, how they do it. I mean, the topic says, like, being little kids. Like, they're, like, just little shitheads, like, in yeah, the mannequins. But then, like, they Br- flow so Reese well. Is a bully. Reese is just a straight up like yeah. buffoon, dude. I mean, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves because that's another time. No, it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun though. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's such a great show. Oh yeah, dude. Um, yeah, but I mean, in terms of the writing though, I mean, like, 
very few shows like I mean like I mean to me the writing is up there with like Seinfeld man in all honesty I mean in my opinion I don't know if I can quite put it on Seinfeld dude Seinfeld's like the greatest show ever man in terms of like that's like the OG, like yeah. A lot of people will say that. I oh, mean, it, I mean, it like, frequently appears. At the I, I've top been of watching lists. it recently, yeah. man. And oh, it's, it holds so up good. so well. It's fucking hilarious, yeah. dude. Like, oh my god. You're right, though. There is some Seinfeld humor in this. Like, oh, it yeah. never takes itself so seriously. You know, like a lot of shows have to have that token, very special episode. You know. Yeah, and even yeah. on Wikipedia, they call out like a few key things from the show. Yeah, let's uh, hear in terms it. of the writing style. Sure. Um, so let me look here. Let me just pull it up. I mean, I will say like one of the things I love, and I love when there, there's a lot of shows that do this, but like they'll kind of like cut out of the scene and just like pan straight to the character, mm-hmm. and like the character will have like a discussion with the audience and themselves, you know, and then cut right in. Yeah, and they do it really crisp. You know, it's usually Malcolm doing it. Like, I think it's the little sound effects too. The whoop. oh yeah, yeah, the <laughs> yeah. whip pan as it's whip called pan. here. I mean, usually a lot of scenes are ended by just an abrupt cut, a door and then slam. the door slams. Perfect, right? it's great. Dude. Yeah, like, absolutely. Perfect. It totally fits the motif, though. I have to say. I mean, everything is just really well done. It's it's a very unique like style to the show. Like, oh, it's yeah. a little. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say weird because I, I don't think weird's the right word for it, but it's like... I think it's creative, yeah, really. Yeah, it's very yeah. creative. Yeah, How yeah. they do it, yeah. I mean, you just got to watch it, really, yeah. I mean, there's there's yeah. no other show that will give you the same vibe as this. Like I said earlier to Rob, like, there never is going to be another show. I mean, and they've even tried to copy it. Like, I think, was it NBC that made the show The Middle, I think? That show sucked. Fucking garbage, dude. <laughs> are, are you like, oh, dude. In comparison, the writing's fucking trash. The acting is way worse. No, I'm going to probably piss some people off saying are, that. No, you're not at all. Sitcoms these days are pretty much straight fucking shit. Fucking straight garbage, dude. <laughs> I think the last great sitcom was The Office. Dude, Office. Yeah. Oh my, yeah. that's like a sh- uh, that's a that's a that's a show we got to cover on this. At one, some man. point, oh, I mean, yeah. I am sure that's that's been done to death though, man. Like we we got to give Malcolm its due though. Oh fuck yeah, yeah, dude. Dude, I would put Malcolm up there with The Office, man. I'll put it like, on the same yeah. level as Office oh, yeah, for sure. Dude. Yeah, because you can say this about The Office. You can certainly skip the last couple seasons because those are hot garbage, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, absolutely. Yeah. Dude, after Michael left, there yeah. was a sharp decline oh, in the quality. Yeah, dude. Like they tried, like when they tried to, even when they had Will Ferrell on the show, I, I mm, hated those episodes, no. man. Well, Ferrell's very polarizing person, so you love him or hate him. But I mean, beyond that, just having Scott not on there just killed it to me. Oh yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, the, the other characters could. I mean, no, like, I don't think they could hold it up. Like having Andy yeah. as Michael be the boss. Ugh. Mm, I mean, uh. <laughs> I liked Andy, but I mean, I thought he was much better as a worker. Not like the scenes where he was actually leading like, stuff. It was just like, eh. I think it was a bit of a reach, honestly. Mm, yeah, but I mean that that is kind of how offices work. Sometimes the like least qualified guy tends to get those kind that's of true. jobs. That's true. Maybe that's what know? they were going for. It's a little bit yeah. of education, a million Oh, fuck stuff, yeah, right? dude. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. But we're getting off on a tangent here, Ran. Uh, I think we should go to topic three. Uh, I just wanted to make one more note we, with uh, the show's yeah. music. So the show's theme song was created by the alternative rock band They Might Be Giants. Title is Boss of Me. 
Uh, I mean, you, you've heard it in the beginning of the episode. I mean, it's super iconic, super sure. catchy. And it actually won the best song for, for motion picture, television, or other visual media in the 2002 Grammys. And then also, interestingly, in the first two seasons, they did all kind of like the incidental music, you know, where they got kind of like little guitar patterns that they're playing in the background. Flows super well. Yeah, the the music selection throughout is very good, too. Oh, yeah. Before we move on, too, I had actually a couple more things on my notes here. You may have mentioned it, the cold open every time. They Mm kind of got that a little bit from Home Improvement. They have one every uh, show on this one, though. Uh, Home Improvement started in season two. Also wanted to mention they use real brand names. You can see, like, the Goldfish, the Coca-Cola, Pepsi. It's all there. It's not covered up, like, in certain shows, which is a real kind of a sand out of me you know like in home improvement you'll see like just like soda or whatever oh yeah yeah i just think i just think that's kind of cool and you don't really see that that often in shows wow and i want to just note here too because the show actually won a peabody award too oh wow i mean that's pretty prestigious Mm -hmm. and then not only that like i just want to point out too that the metacritic score as of today is 88 out of 100 which is insanely high really good 88 i mean it just goes to show and that that indicates universal acclaim which i mean it's it's hard to believe somebody who couldn't like this show i mean you're no (laughs) i mean it's just so fucking good it's highly i can't like if you've never seen this show and you grew up in the 80s 90s 2000 i mean if you grew up anytime but like during those you gotta watch it. Get like, Hulu and take it in. Yeah, just sit just back. take it in yeah. and laugh your ass off. Yeah, because you're in for a freaking treat. Like, oh my god, if I could go back and watch it cold, dude. Oh I've never seen wow. it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Holy smokes. All right. Well, Very let's, good. Let's get into our next topic, man, because this is pretty good. <laughs> good topic, and this is number three. This is my uh, topic. I'm gonna pick our breakdown of the Wilkerson's, which is the last name that you. I think only see maybe once mentioned, so you really have to look out for it. They're referred to as the Wilkerson's, and I think there's one part where you see a name tag and it says no last name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they can either consider him uh, one of those two, but we're going to give you a breakdown on just the basic main characters in the family. First off, we'll start with Hal because he's my personal favorite character, Randall. All time great. Yeah. I'm going to go through just kind of some of uh, his characteristics here. He's into pirate radio, as we just watched. He's pretty much just a big man-child, you'll often see. <laughs> like, he's he's into, um, yeah, like running like a, uh, like captaining like a, a, a boat, a toy boat, which I'll get into a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> he wears like, like the captain's hat and everything. It's funny. He's highly eccentric. Has a high sex drive. I think it's mentioned in one of the poker episodes. He uh, has sex like 14 <laughs> times a week. <laughs> yeah, so they have a... That's absurd, dude. They have a really uh, good sex life for sure. He tries to pin things on the boys so he doesn't have to face Lois's wrath. <laughs> I, I see a lot in the show. Oh, like, dude, she does it so perfect yeah, too, man. The boys, despite, like, despite kind of his, like... Um, 
being such a goof off. Uh, they they obviously, mo- I think they all like him better than Lois. <laughs> oh, yeah. dude, she's relentless, yeah. though. She's like, yeah, huge B. Sent Francis to military <laughs> yeah. school. <bro>. Yep. <laughs> I also like the they're kind of underrated the poker games he has with Stevie's father and his friends. Those are pretty entertaining. Oh, those are good. Dude. Yeah, I like those too. I think there's a couple episodes. One called like as Poker like a, Night and Poker Night Two. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. As a casual poker player, those always just get to me. And you see that in Home Improvement, and it's kind of just a trope in sitcoms. There's usually like a weekly poker game uh, episode or two strewn throughout the series. Right, right, right. <laughs> those are kind of cool just kind of shows they have life outside of uh you know work and family and whatnot oh yeah but uh going on to the next one i can't uh, remember what what was hal's yeah. job like he works like just a corporate shit job i would pretty say, much dude. yeah i think he actually once mentions he could be replaced in an hour <laughs> <laughs> so nothing special really yeah i would say just a corporate shit <laughs> corporate shit job <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah uh moving on though lois uh, as we've said domineering personality she can be fair at points but she uh lays down the law on the boys quite frequently like relentless yeah dude. though i mean to be fair they give her a pretty good I mean, reason they give her a to ton of shit yeah like, i mean constantly the like they, they get into oh, dude, constantly. Yeah. she has to watch him like a hawk man. oh yeah oh yeah I mean, I think part of it, too, is, like, I mean, I could see, like, flashes of my mom in, in her, too. Like, just, like, the, the, like, constant badgering to do things right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I must have been a little bit of a shithead back then <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> constant I mean, watchful eye. The screaming, dude, I think a lot Lois. of Yeah. A lot of people can kind of see some of their own mother in her for sure i mean the yeah. way like i mean uh what's what's the actress's name jane jane casmeric yeah yeah she she does it so perfect dude when she's yelling at him dude yeah it's like the shrill like shriek <laughs> <laughs> and then we got uh we got francis to the oldest of the wilkerson's randall mm-hmm. he gets as you said sent off to military school uh, with Commandant Spangler. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> Spangler. Those are pretty good episodes, I Does think. Does he have two hooks for hands or one? I Originally, remember. it's one, but then he, uh, Francis decides to leave and quit the military school, but Commandant Spangler visits him one last time to present him with a saber because he was just enamored with how much of a goof-off like, he'd never seen anyone like Francis before. <laughs> right, dude. And then Francis ends up inadvertently slicing the other. <laughs> 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 oh, so, yes, he does later have two hooks. <laughs> they show him typing up his memoirs with both. <laughs> yeah, oh, both geez, hooks. It's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, just a little bit on Francis there. He ends up being... I think in the end gets a pretty successful job though. He kind of hides it from Lois though because he doesn't want her to know. <laughs> I mean, I think he like he he definitely matures and like I think he turns into like an all-around great person. Do you see like I think tra- he does too. You, you turned see... into like a transformation throughout the show, but like they do it so so they, clean, dude. They really do just just to show you how he grows up and matures mm-hmm. and gets married. Gets on the, yeah. the farm run by the German couple, dude. Oh, yeah. That's like a sweet gig for him, oh, too, that he found. Sweet, yeah, that's... I can't remember how he mm-hmm. got that exactly. Did they just pick him up one time? I, th- I think he was like... 
This might have been after he was in Alaska, remember? He was in Alaska, yeah. but wasn't he, like, riding with a truck driver? That makes sense. And, and they, yeah. they, and like... I think it's really just a stroke of luck. That's just yeah, yeah, where yeah. he ends up, and the guy offers him the job. Right. The German guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it just works out. Yeah, and he's there for a while, too, on the uh, the ranch. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Like, All right. seasons. Going on to one of your favorites here. Why don't you take this one, Randall Reese? With fucking Reese, yeah, dude. So yep. Reese is like the overall shithead brother. <laughs> like, I mean, like constantly like badgering Malcolm and Dewey, getting into just random hijinks himself. Like, yeah. I would say, like, honestly, like he shows severe traits of being an overall psychopath. Like, legitimately, like, I'm looking here on the Wikipedia. I'll read these off to you, Rob. Sure. And you tell me if, if this doesn't fall in line here. I'm listening. So, persistent antisocial behavior. Okay. Impaired empathy and remorse. I think he shows that throughout. Oh, this. yeah. Especially with Dewey. <laughs> oh, dude. <Yeah. laughs> Remember when he had the bunny and he was just feeding it to see how big it could get, dude? Oh, man. Remember that? It was ridiculous. There's a cold open with Jamie where he scares him and makes him be afraid of tying his shoes. The way he tells the story about how he murders the the bunny, you know, because you're tying like they say, like the bunny ears, you know. Jeez, but dude. the way he tells it is a little bit disturbing. Bold, disinhibited, and showing egotistical uh, traits. I would say he falls in line with a lot of that, man. Gotta say something good about him, though. Phenomenal chef. Amazing chef. I mean, they kind of give that to him, but that episode in itself was fucking hilarious because Mm -hmm. he ends up, like, I guess he was in just, like, a cooking class with, I don't know if it was at a community college or what, Mm -hmm. but... I don't remember. There was, like, a cooking competition to make, like, I thought it was, like, a quiche, maybe? Mm -hmm. Something like that, and he ends up poisoning everybody else. (laughs) Everybody. Oh yeah, now I remember. Yeah, that's right, dude. (laughs) And there's this perfect scene where like everybody's freaking out, and like he just turns around to his parents and like gives them a wink, dude. (laughs) 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 Oh my god, fucking great, dude. Yeah, great character though. Oh, he plays it perfect yeah. as the bully, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, Starts dude. off as a bully for sure of the uh, oh, middle yeah. school, yeah. <laughs> Very headstrong, too. Oh, yeah, dude. Constantly <laughs> going think, out uh, at it with Malcolm and Dewey, dude. Like It kind of runs in the family. They all are, though, really. <laughs> uh, moving on, though, let's go on to uh, the star of the show, Malcolm. Malcolm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Malcolm, Malcolm def- definitely has some, like... He sometimes is like an egomaniac, man. Super full of himself. Yeah. I, I think, mean, I he, honestly, his intelligence gets him into trouble. Like, all yeah. the time, yeah. dude. Like, he's, he's almost like too smart for his own good. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's just too much too much book smart sometimes. He doesn't really think things through. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah, not enough street smarts like Reese might have. Oh, yeah. Or Francis. I mean, he, he just, oh, man, like... He he does have some super slick situations that he like you know he'll get back at people, like I think I think that that's a big theme of the show overall is just like like almost revenge like I mean there's a lot of that like he getting, does this and yeah. then getting back to him and it's oh, always like there's the like funniest the, situations. 
there's a war I think between him and and Reese in one episode. Where oh they yeah. Just basically, we both prank each other back and forth, and just gets like more. They keep upping the ante. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they just can't get out of their own ways sometimes too. Like they're 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 just getting back at each other for sure. They do work together sometimes too. Like on the like horse racing, I think Reese wins wins eleven thousand five hundred dollars one time oh, really yeah oh, shit. but i think i mean there, there gets... is some brotherly love i mean there are those like special moments where they like team yeah. up and then they they you know get something done i mean so many great episodes around that man <laughs> yeah i mean sometimes there's some loose alliances between the brothers for sure oh yeah okay yeah but i mean malcolm i mean really the show is like you know it's kind of just like the world I mean, he is the main character, so you're kind of mm-hmm. like he's kind of narrating some. He parts narrates too. it, yeah, for the most part. You know, yeah. you know what I mean. All right, so with without, well, we got a couple know, more. We though. got like Dewey. We got dude. Dewey. Yeah, you got to mention Dewey. And the, then the youngest, the youngest. Well, too. I want to talk about Dewey a little bit first, man. Oh yeah, yeah man. I mean, he kind of gets the short end of the stick. Hal and Lois constantly overlook this kid. I feel sorry for him, honestly. He gets relentlessly bullied by Reese and Malcolm. Francis is his favorite, obviously. But uh, he does flip the script and uh, actually is a good brother to Jamie, who actually gets born in, I think, comes into the show season five, I think. Yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. right. And this is also, I got to say, a rare instance where uh, introducing a new baby to a show didn't immediately consider a death knell. Like, because you'll see oh, yeah. that across the board in sitcoms. Oh, like, yeah, dude. New baby, the show's fucking dead. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Step by step, step. friends. <laughs> I mean, what about Boy Meets World right at the end? Too? Oh, yeah. Kid, Sadly, yeah. Yeah, World. that's right. Yeah. Sadly. They step could've... by step, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Even as a kid, I knew that because, like, they're just so uninteresting and nobody wants to see someone care for a baby. Right, right. <laughs> it's yeah. just not interesting. It's a buzzkill, It's dude. not interesting television. No. 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 But th- this, they sh- they somehow pull it off in this, man. Oh, like, they totally do. Yeah, dude. only the Wilkersons could, yeah, keep it going another few seasons, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, even with the baby. I but, mean, Dewey. Uh, Dewey definitely has his moments. Like he's gifted himself, especially in music, piano, like a virtuoso. He, he teaches I would himself say, dude. it. Yeah, he built like his own piano. I in remember the garage, that dude. one, which is like just spare random parts garbage, from the... dude. It was like an organ. Almost, yeah, dude. that was really cool. Yeah. how they did that. Yeah. Didn't he at one point like buy a piano and he was like hiding it in the garage? I think that, sure I do remember did, that. Dude. Yeah, I kind of remember that. He somehow that in the like garage. schemed his way, covered to it like, up or something. Like a super yeah. like top of the line right. piano, dude. <laughs> but yeah, he. I mean, I think I think he's like he's gifted in himself, you know, and he's he's an overall good kid though too. Yeah, actually, I, I was reading some articles in preparation for this round. A lot of people consider him to rival Malcolm for intelligence too. I could see it, yeah. man. I mm-hmm. mean, like you don't really see it, but as he ages, like yeah. he just shows flashes of brilliance, you know. For sure. <clears throat> yeah, That's he's. Like... I would say more, much more level-headed than Malcolm or Reese. Oh yeah, dude. Malcolm just, like I said, can't get out of his own own way. Too. Mm-hmm. I mean, like. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So going what about on the... to the next topic. Yeah. Well, or... 
What about the the youngest? Oh, Jamie. Yeah, I mean, Jamie. he's only I mean, kind of sporadically seen. He gets into some hijinks throughout. Does he throughout. talk at all in the show? Uh, I can't really remember. I can't remember really. either. He's a very minor character, though. And actually, there's an unnamed six kid that they mention that they're gonna have in the very last episode. Oh, they do. Oh yeah, man. Presumed to be a daughter, but it's unmentioned. I, I mean, that's mm-hmm. a, oh, dude. They had this such great episode. Yeah. Just as a little sidebar, where they they imagined they imagined the family if they had three girls instead of. Oh, three guys. I remember that, that was one too. Great, yes. That Hal's was like fucking three hundred pounds, <laughs> like constantly eating. <laughs> yeah, I remember oh, that dude. too. That was good. That was a good one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next topic. Oh yeah, this is a good one. So I wanted mm-hmm. I want to bring this up on the Wikipedia because this is pretty interesting. Is Frankie Muniz in real life? Yes. I mean, the things I remember too. I mean, he was he was a red hot actor back in the day, like almost a, I'd say a child star for sure. Early two thousands, I think he had Agent Cody Banks, Agent, My Dog Skip, My Dog Skip. Yeah, I think he teamed up with. Didn't he, like wasn't he with? Amanda, what's her name? I can't remember. An Agent Cody Banks. Amanda Bynes, maybe. Amanda Bynes. That no, that was that was in Big okay. Fat Liar, which is oh, a really okay. shitty movie. In all honesty, I don't. It looks shitty just looking at. Oh, the... dude. <laughs> I'm just looking at. Your, oh, it your was picture. Looking at the reception, film grossed 48 million. Yeah. And uh, what was the? Let's look at the quick facts here. So gross 48. It had a, actually it was a success. Considered a success. I mean, riding off of riding off of Frankie Muniz himself, he pretty much carried yeah. it. Fifteen million dollar budget, which is pretty low, mm-hmm. and they scored fifty three million at the okay, box that's office. That's a success so, then, yeah. Yeah, financial success for sure. It's got a forty five percent on Ron Tomatoes with a five out of ten. You know, middle of the road. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I remember seeing it in the theaters, and I wasn't very impressed. I'm not the biggest fan of Amanda Bynes. Look at his dirty mustache <laughs> in that picture, man. Dude, he's a race car driver, dude. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's actually Frankie Muniz the fourth, born oh, in eighty okay. five. Francisco Muniz. Oh, it is Francisco, <laughs> dude. I yeah. didn't even see that. <laughs> yep. One of. And he was named one of Hollywood's most bankable teens in 2003, man. I could see that, yeah. Wow. And then he put his acting career in 2008 on hold to pursue open-wheel racing career. He competed in the Atlantic Championship. And then he returned in 2021 in stock cars. And he joined Rhett Jones Racing for a full season in the Arca Menard Series. Oh, yeah. Wow, he, he raced Arca? That's actually pretty sweet, man. Avid Clippers fan, I've heard, too. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Also, he finished third in Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Thought I'd bring that up. I'm trying to see here. I mean, so there's a rumor, and I'm not sure if this is true or not, but essentially Frankie, Frankie Munez supposedly and and there's some ambiguity here supposedly has some like serious um uh, memory disorders or something like that memory issues i'm not sure what that spewed out of but i i have heard some quotes that said he he can't remember like ever even filming malcolm in the middle because of it i think you gotta find oh here it is isn't this what it says health, health issues. issues yeah 
Wow. So he said on in 2012 at 26, he was hospitalized after having a suspected transient ischemic attack, um, which is like kind of like a mini stroke at age 26. He was diagnosed with a second attack a year later on 2013. Wow. However, that same month it was claimed on Dancing with the Stars that he had suffered significant amnesia theorized to be caused by multiple concussions. And the show gave the impression that he could not remember the majority of his time on Malcolm in the Middle. Hmm. So that could have been just the show kind of speculating. Yeah, it could be. Wow. Interesting, though. I didn't know the full story behind that. And he says that his former co-star Brian Cranston often called him to remind him about the good times they had. Oh, wow. That's nice of him. I think they were actually good friends, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like behind the scenes. Let's see here. He he also clarified that the story of his memory loss was largely misinterpreted by media sources. In the same podcast, he clarified that reports of his amnesia were false, that they were based on a throwaway sentence. That's what I heard. Let's read that sentence, Randall. Says, man, I don't remember what happened in 2001, which was just the sentence. I think it was just an off-the-cuff response to an interview at, like, a red carpet show or something. But then it also says that individual gaps in his memory occurred due to a large number of concussions as a teenager. Just what was he doing? I don't know, man. So, <laughs> I, like I said, there's a lot of ambiguity around that. Yeah. Then I actually have another topic, because this was an interesting one, is apparently mm-hmm. he went on vacation and he had, like, he lives in a pretty big house. I mean, oh, I sure. Made, made I think it was even like three stories. And supposedly, like the house was basically totaled by their cat, who turned on a faucet on the third flooded floor the house. and like flooded the whole house while they're on vacation. Just destroyed it. Yeah, just destroyed a shit ton of stuff, man. Mm-hmm. It was like a loss. Water damage. So yeah. I thought that was pretty <laughs> ridiculous. Man. Jeez, dude. Just absolutely. But yeah. A little bit on that, but yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for Frankie Muniz. Just can't. Okay. I mean, I mean, he killed it, man. I mean, on the show. Yeah. One of the most bankable of the, I would say, early to mid two thousands. Most for bankable sure. teens, yeah. dude. That was his peak, <laughs> peak, peak, Malcolm, peak Frankie. Oh yeah. Good topic, Randall. All right, let's go on to our uh, next topics here. We're gonna give you some episode synopses here we actually got two a piece this time all right so we're gonna pick a couple of our favorites and talk about them here guys uh my first one is going to be thanksgiving which was the season five episode four and it aired november 23rd 2003 randall so let's talk a little bit about this one Basically, Malcolm decides to go to this party. It's Thanksgiving Day and ends up carousing with some teens. He, he's got like a little flirty thing going on with Kristen. They're drinking beers. <laughs> oh, dude. yeah, dude. I remember that. Yeah. 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 Meanwhile, at home, Chef Reese, we get to see him with like. Like slaving. His, like, isn't he like slaving making, away like, a culinary skills? He's making a Thanksgiving feast for the family. He's got Dewey and uh, Hal helping Doesn't him he have out like lobster too? As, in a, there? Sh- as a sous chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as his sous chefs. He keeps like. Uh, Hal kind of keeps kind of semi doubting him. Is like, well, why don't. Why don't you tell me after you've had this? And he gives him like a spoonful <laughs> of something. He's like, oh, that really shouldn't work. <laughs> and then he helps him out again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
steals money from Hal's wallet and sends Dewey to the store for some select items. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dewey uh, actually connives uh, him in getting. To, oh yeah, yeah, dude, he, I, I remember yeah, this episode, get, dude. Yeah, yeah. He, play, he tries to play it off like Dewey does, like he's sick and gets the items for like discounts and. Part of the deal is he gets to keep the rest of the money after right, he right. secures all the items. That's kind of cool. Uh, we go back to Malcolm, though, because that's the subplot, him and Kristen getting together. She actually, the banter between them is pretty funny, too, so definitely check this episode out. But she throws a condom at Malcolm's head, <laughs> and it bounces off his head. She falls back and trips, and she's, like, out of it drunk, but she still wants to do Malcolm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Malcolm, uh, I mean, probably good on Malcolm for not taking advantage of a drunk chick, but he uh, leaves the house with the remaining beers and goes back to the Wilkerson household stinking drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. And it was uh, fucking trash, Yeah. Bro. This is after... Like Reese brings out this like delicious looking Thanksgiving it's feast. Like, you gotta like see amazing, this. There's like dude. a roast, like these vegetables. The main event, the monkfish turkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> turkey monkfish, I should say. Yeah. And uh, Malcolm ends up fucking spewing. In the tur- oh, dude, in the he tur- shows tur- up ruins, and just, just, just blows. Everyone just right grossed out. Reese is like, "Some of the shrimp's still good, guys." Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets like uh, the book thrown at him. Um, I think he remembers like four of the punishments, and is like, Francis is like, dude, there was like five more things after that. Like, <laughs> after you passed out, like, it's kind of nice to see the older brother like kind of comforting hungover Malcolm too. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I kind of like that just as a little bit of a uh, one of a lo- the lighter moments in the show. Oh, absolutely, man. All right. So that was mine uh, for my first episode. What is uh, what are you going with, Randall, for six? Well, number six is the garage sale episode. And, you know, this kind of goes to, like, we love garage sale episodes and oh, all the shows. Oh, anything garage sale. I mean, we're yeah. all about that. It's it's a treat whenever that comes up. Yeah, it's so- soft spot. So this was season four, episode 15, April 6, 2003. So the premise of the show is, like, Lois is really worried about Reese because Reese, you know, is just an overall buffoon. Oh, God. I mean, like, and basically they're kind of has a, I think Lois has this hypothesis that if they give him some responsibility, he's going (laughs) to, he's going to kind of like step up to the task and like, you know, show some maturity. And like basically, it just fucking backfires because basically, we, it, Reese, yes, Reese, <laughs> egomaniac slash psychopath, dude. Yeah, couldn't be far farther from the truth. Like, like literally, uh, like, um, like they convince him to do it, and they basically say, "All right, up. we want you to like basically set up the." Set up, set up the garage, the garage sale, sale set up the prices set up and like yeah. like lois like basically shrieks at the rest of the boys like that this is his big moment and yeah you better listen to him fucking reese just takes it as he's just gonna be a huge dickhead and just boss <laughs> them around constantly pretty much yeah so the, 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 like setting things up and like reese is just being like he's just trying to rule it with an iron fist and sends malcolm and dewey on these like minute like bullshit tasks. Like I think he had them like organizing the 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 um the pieces by color. It's just ridiculous, dude. 
this was like cringeworthy almost. Like Malcolm has a deal in line with Craig. He's gonna like show up Lois and show how much of an idiot Reese is. Oh yeah, so let He's me got, let me get to that. Go, let me get to that though. Yeah, like, go for it. Not to cut you off, but yeah. So yeah. So basically, as they're digging through their shit, Malcolm finds this rare personal computer that was actually Hal's roommates, like vintage in college, like mm-hmm. from early eighties. Like the first personal computer. Oh, huge market for this stuff. And I guess yeah. like Malcolm, like it catches his eye and he knows it's worth something. But like Reese, Reese like just stomps in and sees him looking at. It. He's like, just throw it in the trash. Just throw it in there. And like Malcolm's like, no fucking way. So he like goes to hide it from him. Yeah. And like, like Malcolm's like fighting Reese to say like, no, you idiot, it's worth something. But like, yeah, it's <laughs> worth thirteen hundred dollars. Lois pops in and and she's just like Malcolm. Um, you better be following what Reese says. You're yeah. always trying to tear him down, you know, just screaming at him. So, like, yep. Malcolm comes up with this scheme with Craig to basically basically play out a little thing where, like, like a little, like, kind of uh, a little play in front of uh, Lois to, to really, like, try to show how much of an idiot freaking Reese is, man. Yep. And basically, the, the the premise of it is is you know they're they're in front of Lois and and Malcolm. Malcolm hands over like he's like, hey, I got this, and then like Craig's like, hey, I would you know pay. Oh, for it's this. funny. It's like a prearranged like yeah like canned <laughs> like prearranged. Yeah, it's great. But yeah, yeah. With that, I mean like so another side story on that. But like Hal grabs before they can even finish. Hal grabs Craig. And they just basically bolt off, but like Malcolm and Malcolm and Reese get into an argument, and 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 he he finally tells Lois. Malcolm does is like it's worth thirteen hundred dollars, and right as he's saying it, it flips over to Reese, and Reese is like, "See, I told you." He just breaks it over his leg, smashes it over his knee. By the way, I might mention Hal uh, gra- grabs Craig because this is the one where he's doing the pirate radio. Pirate radio, yeah. dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what was the name? I can't even remember. It's like Kid. Kid Charlemagne. Kid Charlemagne, dude. The FCC comes, comes yeah, to apprehends like, him. him. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so I mean I mean the 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 classic end of the scene too is like like they're they're just sitting there with all the shit sold. I mean Reese was being a huge dick to Dewey, so Dewey just takes it like this is a classic line. Like Reese, Reese just sells Dewey's, Dewey's um piggy bank. He's like, oh yeah, dude. What did he say? He's like, I sold it for two bucks, and then Dewey's like, I had sixteen dollars in there. (laughs) (laughs) So vengeful, vengeful uh, Dewey just. Brings this, people in the house to start selling their furniture. This goes back to Psychopath Reese. Yeah, dude. Like I'm saying, he doesn't give a fuck, dude. So, yeah, they're sitting in the house. He's after... a little sadist. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they go into the fucking house. They're just sitting there. And like, like Hal's trying to comfort Lois. And she's like, Hal, just, just say it one more time. And he's like, yeah, Reese, Reese is hopeless. <laughs> and it's just like, Thanks, dude. That's great. <laughs> Fucking hopeless, man. So that was a good classic episode. That's a good man. one. Good pick. 
All right, what's All right. the next one you got? Ooh, a later one here. Number seven, last season, and actually this is my personal favorite of the whole series, so I had to pick it here. I'm going to pick Stevie in the Hospital, which was the season seven episode 19 episode, April 9th, 06. We're going to talk about this one a little Wait, bit here. you said this is the last one in the series? No, no, oh, I'm oh. saying it's the last season, though. Oh, I got yeah, you. I, I think there you. there was only, like, a couple more, though, after this, though. So, one of the last ones. Anyways, we start off, there's a, there's a bit of, well, first the framework of the episode. Malcolm is, is going to go visit Stevie because he's in the hospital due to some complications, but he's a little bit uncomfortable about visiting him because they have this unspoken agreement how they don't mention his illness or that he's handicapped. So we, we, we kind of see Malcolm struggle with this, and at first he kind of just misses the bus, probably intentionally. He gets on like the airport shuttle. <laughs> Lois mentions it's like red, in red bold letters airport. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So moving on though, there's, there's several good subplots and that's another thing. There's so many good subplots in every episode, but particularly this one, we, we start with Hal this is the one where he's captaining a toy boat and he uh, actually kind of gets into a little tiff with like another kid with a boat at the lake because he tells him to go take a hike. Like the, <laughs> he tells the kid to take a hike when he secures this bench and the kid wants the bench. So the kid fucking rams the his <laughs> Hal's boat with the boy's toy boat and like like snickers at him like really annoyingly too like, <laughs> yeah i was finding myself definitely rooting for hell against this little shit oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah we'll get more into that later another really uh funny subplot here though reese you see him getting into telemarketing in this one and he's really really good at it oh too. yeah, yeah. Dude, i forgot about call that. center reese yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i always go back to this one because i kind of i'm not a telemarketer but i work in a call center type environment so this one definitely have a soft spot for and uh he he uses a lot a lot of shady tactics to sell these ear air uh, ear air purifiers and We'll get into this a little more, but he actually goes on, wins the contest. He actually most sales, dude, most sales, wins a flat screen te- television oh, for shit, number dude. one. He actually talks this guy who's gonna take a bunch of pills and kill himself, talks him off the ledge on a talk off, which in sales terms is like, or collection terms is like you're talking somebody into doing what you want really you know right right so talks him off the guy flushes the pills reese uh so how about getting out your credit card buying a dozen air purifiers (laughs) the guy's like i don't know that sounds a little expensive i just saved your life and you're questioning me every minute the price is going up (laughs) it's like let me get my credit card (laughs) And then like this other guy, like salesman, is like, oh, just give him the damn TV. <laughs> oh, yeah, so there's that, and then there's also another really funny subplot too. Before we get back to hell and how that turns out, Malcolm. Well, we, I'm sorry, that wasn't what I wanted to say. Uh, Dewey actually, sorry, Dewey 
is getting back at Lois because she doesn't get him the baking soda for a science experiment. And he, you see him throwing it in the garbage with an F on it. <laughs> marked with an F, like the project. So he does like little things to get her back. He puts the shoes in the wrong position when she wakes up, cuts like one side of her shirt so one sleeve's bigger than the other. <laughs> like a lot of little things. Chips her, her coffee cup. Oh, yeah, really? Like little things like that. And... She suspects it's Dewey, and there's actually even a part where they're both, like, hiding out in a closet trying to, like, catch... Well, I guess, no, Lois is trying to catch him for, like, an hour and a half before Hal comes in and, like, interrupts Lois with something. Dewey sneaks out. Oh, really? Yeah, and then, like, think Lois is, like, basically going crazy. She's like, I know it's you, Dewey. Just, well, just give give me a sign, and we'll make this better. And you you hear, like, a... And she thinks it's him doing it, but it's just like the tree hitting the window, like the, the branches, like the leaves. It's so funny, dude. That's like, yeah. Hilarious, man. But um, yeah, back back to Malcolm. He tries to go again, but ends up at the gift shop trying to decide what gift to get Stevie. And there's like 17 gifts on the top the counter, and something sets off the. The like one of those old like fish things that sing the singing bass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the and it's like, don't fill my heart, my achy brick. Just out of nowhere, like sets it off. It was just great. That always like kills me when I see that part. Yeah, had to mention that. Uh, he's gonna go again. I think he sees like his dad struggling trying to like rebuild the boat though in the garage though. Oh, really? Yeah, because he wants to get back on the lake and get back at the kids. So he, I basically I think Malcolm designs a new boat with like a missile attached to it. Oh like, really? Yeah. He goes down to the the water with Hal with with uh in of course in Captain Hat and everything to uh, foil this kid like the the snot nose like punk uh, like little kid and basically Hal's boat gets flipped upside down the kid thinks he has him but then Hal comes out and says say hello to my little friend (laughs) fucking hits a button blows the kid's boat up (laughs) and then like the kid's all like you blew up my boat it's that kind of party little man And then there's like a list goes back to kind of man child. Uh, yeah, hell, dude. Yeah, sure because there's like a bunch of like there's like a kind of like a crowd like watching this at the park down there by the lake. And he's like, hell's like he started it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like so good, dude. Like that wraps it up. Finally, to wrap this up in a nice bow, as you like to say, Randall. Malcolm does finally get to visit Stevie. He just basically. He's kind of mean to him in a way, just throws a cookie at him. And like Stevie's still like, I told you he would come like still grateful. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because there's like a nice line. Hal, I think, ultimately convinces him and says, sometimes all you have to say is hello. And then Malcolm's like, thanks. That's really great advice. Hal's like, I got it off that bench over there. (laughs) The telephone company. (laughs) And that goes back to the writing. Oh, dude, for sure. Isn't that great? Yeah. So I think everything in that was just spot on. Crisp writing, like you said, Randall. That was, uh, I think, hands down my favorite. I mean, it's just constant fucking laughing, man. Mm -hmm. So I definitely, if you're looking for an episode to start out with, pick this one.
Oh, I think I got one that may top that, man. <laughs> All right. Oh, dude, number eight topic, <laughs> Lois's birthday. Got it. So this is an earlier one, season two, episode three of November 12th, 2000. Okay. So real early, man. Yep. And this, I mean, this is, oh, dude, it, it's just, it, so it starts out, it's Lois's birthday. Mm-hmm. And it this ha- is great. It, Cuts with the kids running into the Lucky Mart, I believe. Lucky it's Aid. Lucky Aid, which mm-hmm. is Lois's place of work. She's like basically a teller there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Working and cashier. Craig Craig yeah. works there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cashier. Mm-hmm. So basically they run in there and the first scene you see you see him run in and then like within the first five seconds, you just pan over to fucking Reese. He's got his hand stuck in the freaking like uh Oh the turn uh, crank like the toy machine. The yeah. Toy machine, yeah. Dude, he's like shaking it. <laughs> Lois comes in, pops a quarter, and just goes like, he's like cranks ah. his hand. <laughs> it looked like it hurt. <laughs> right? So Lois, Lois is like, All right, it's my birthday coming up. I'm going to give you guys $30 in total, $10 a piece. $10 each. Why don't you each pick a gift out for me? And yeah. then she hints at the, uh, uh, the she wants like the, uh, the foot scrubber, the foot, the foot, foot massager. massager. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was mm-hmm. like twenty four ninety nine, yeah. And she's like, Hey, See, if you still have five left over, put, put yeah. your money together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just go running off. This dude. is great. Like what Fucking they end up picking up. Like, don't you want to wrap this? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> they just run up after paying for it. Can I read <laughs> off? Can I read off what they got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I wrote this down: eyeglass repair kit, throat <laughs> lozenges, and a dirt bike magazine. magazine. Which Reese in turn says, "Hey, when you're finished with that, I'll take it." <laughs> the rest of the twenty dollars was a huge bag of candy. candy dude. They, just, they just hold it up. Yeah, just hold it up like a plastic a bag, bag, like chock full of candy, candy and shit. Dude. Yeah, junk food. Oh, dude, that fucking line's yeah. great, dude. And, like, she's obviously pissed off, dude. Mm-hmm. And they, they come home, and she's just like, yeah, they don't even give a shit about me. Right. So, like, she's kind of moping. Hal comes in, and she she starts to complain a little bit. He realizes he didn't even buy a gift for her. Yeah. So it's even funnier because, dude, he, 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 like, stages fake yelling at the boys to make it seem like. Yep. They, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get them to help him come up with an idea to to get a, a gift for her, man. Yep. And then Craig, Craig, who actually has a crush on Lois. Yeah. Like throughout the show, he's got a raging heart on for her. Dude. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he shows up with a gift that he paid $129 for. Mm-hmm. And Hal, being the fucking cheapskate, basically tries to steal it and coin it off as his gift to her. Dude. This is great because as Lo- as they're like struggling over the gift, like fighting back and forth over it, Lois just storms out the door. Right, yeah. right. And actually, another great scene with the writing here. So, like a little sidebar to lead into this is that you see basically Malcolm riding a bus home for her birthday, and she she he runs into like a a, a group of schoolgirls from Mozambique who are just visiting to see all the different um, state parks around the country, I believe. And like he convinces one of the girls to tag along with him and go go with him home. The general's daughter. Yeah, and she is really hot too, daughter, I have yeah, to say. Total yeah, babe, very big, very hot, very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so basically going back to the other the other plot. So basically Craig and Hal are arguing and Lois just storms out and gets into the van to drive off. But as she's doing it, she she finds fucking Francis and, Francis the, girl. and the African goddess and boots him out the door as she's driving to just the bad. Peels cages, out, right? dude. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's so good. 
So then Lois goes to the batting. She cages. goes to the batting yeah. cages to blow off some steam and mm-hmm. like, like the. I, I guess that they're trying to figure out what's going on. Like they finally. I can't remember. Do they finally find her? Yeah, they finally find her at there. They the finally bed. find her there, and and I remember, I remember as oh yeah, this is as Lois is driving there. No, no, who who is it? They hear on the radio. Basically, the radio station is like, and this one goes out to to Lois. Hal says he's sorry. He can't <laughs> wait to make sweet monkey love. Like oh, I think it was, I think I it was. Kind of remember that Malcolm yeah. was listening, and he just shuts it off. He's like, oh. I think you might be actually thinking of uh, Francis. Oh, it was Francis yeah, in the yeah. car, right? Yeah, with, yeah, the, yeah. with the African oh, babe, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, just another one of the like clean writing lines, dude. They just throw that in. Off yeah, the top, that was dude. good. It was fucking hilarious, man. It's like no matter what, he's he can't get away from Lois, like Francis. Right. So yeah. they end up finding her at the batting cages, and this is another fucking hilarious classic sight, fucking dude. line coming up here. <laughs> But get this, so so this is just another fucking great part of the show. So, as they're there, they spot a little kid having a like a baseball theme party with some mm-hmm. clowns. Yep, and uh, they know Lois is kind of into baseball, I guess. I mean, or, or you, you know, it's insinuated, so, you know, because she's at the batting cages. So yeah. Hal goes and approaches the dad. And basically pays him off to get the cake. Buys the birthday cake buys from, the, the, from cake. the party. And you see them basically instead of the kid's name, it, they make Lois. <laughs> and like the baseball figures. Yeah, it's, like, it's like. Like the pitcher's mound is the O, dude. I have to say I like Hal's quote here. He's like, look at this half-baked birthday celebration. And we're at the top of our game here, Lois. <laughs> yeah. So they finally basically talk yeah. to Lois, man. Yeah. And like they're just kind of trying like trying to cheer her up, trying to cheer up, show yeah. that they care about her and stuff, mm-hmm. and like yep. she's buying into it. And then just out of the fucking blue, this the clown, clown dude, yeah. the clown just like, what does he say, Bob? You go for it, man. You go for it. Listen, wide ride. Your family's trying to do something nice for you. <laughs> and then Hal's like, did you just call my wife like, wide ride? ride? <laughs> And then this huge fucking brawl breaks out. Fucking Hal just clocks him, dude. Fucking and then stiff shot to the face. All yeah. the other fucking clowns, too, around, like, treating the kids see it and basically turns yeah. into a huge brawl with yeah, all the kids like chipping in, dude. a couple clowns are running to help him, like, Malcolm and Reese trip him. Yeah, they trip him. <laughs> yeah. And then they're, like, they're all fighting. Francis hops in, dude. And then even Dewey gets in there by biting one of their legs, Yeah, dude. Dewey gets in on the action. He's uh, briefly seen eating the cake underneath the table by himself. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, that was funny. And then basically, basically Lois is so enamored by, like, all mm-hmm. the effort, dude, that she just loves it. I think it, it kind of made know? her day in the end, yeah. And it just, just this... they play this sweet music at the end, and then it's it just good. cuts there. As they're showing, like... like, these brutal, like, yeah, I mean, Reese takes a pretty stiff body slam, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. dude. Uh-huh. Like, head first. Yeah, like... he gets, yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, I thought it was, too, like, just a couple of middle schoolers just fighting these adults, too. And luckily, they had Francis and Hal in there, too. Right, man. Yeah. And then, I mean, the show just cuts there. But, like, yeah, it's just I perfectly mean, packaged episode. It was a good one. Like, and nonstop, that... funny. Like, every scene is just you laugh your ass off. Like, 
And uh, actually, the wide ride is probably my personal favorite line in the whole show, man. I mean, just, yeah, just off t- the cuff. Off dude. the cuff. You don't see it coming as a viewer. And like just the exchange <laughs> like that comes out of that. It's so funny. <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah. Dude. Oh, man, I love it. But yeah, man, that, that right. really closes it up here. That closes it up. This has been episode 13 of the Blast from All the right, Past guys. cast. This has been Rob. This is Randall. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Night. Night. Night.